0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks.
1: Our first guest this morning, Sammy, has links in recent years to Gippsland. He's a former Carlton player, played 99 games for the Blue Baggers, played at Dale recently. He was part of that famous 2015 Grand Final where they took on Fish Creek and certainly has Applied his expertise in recent times nice. in the Gippsland region and continues to be a great football figure. Certainly a figure from my childhood that I remember. <laughs> I speak of Brad Fisher and he joins us on the live. Welcome to you, Brad.
2: Morning, boys. Yeah, thanks for
1: having me. Uh, no worries. Thank you for jumping on so early in the morning. And I must ask, as a Carlton man, uh, what did you make of the Blues the other night? We'll chat about your Gippsland exploit shortly. But the Blues getting their first win of the season against Richmond in... Relatively convincing style after coming back from an early deficit. Uh, you must be pleased as a former blue bagger.
2: Yeah, I was, mate. I think it's about 20 years straight of being confident going into round one, and uh, and we haven't won too many, so it's good for uh, yeah, good to see the boys have a have a really good win. I think to see them uh, kick a score of over 100 without Harry Mackay grabbing hold of the game, or um, or Charlie Kernell grabbing hold of the game. I thought it was uh, yeah, pretty good sign. And throw Sam Walsh back into the mix, and yeah, we might we might go okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. Now, I'll touch on your time at uh, Dallas very, very shortly, but I wanted to ask you about your time in your early years. You're from the East Burwood area, which for those listening who are unaware, that's in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Andrew Carrazzo, of course, uh, was recruited from East Burwood around a similar time as well. Tell us about your early days. What made you fall in love with footy? Did you grow up with it parents-wise, or was there a certain element that drew you to the game?
2: Yeah. Oh, to be honest, I can't really remember sort of what got me into it. I know my dad and my my grandpa were. I can't remember much about my footy career at all. Which is either it's either a bit of um, post-traumatic stress or it's uh, some concussion-related things. But yeah, my memory on footy is um, a little bit blank. But uh, yeah, I, I just know I loved it from when I was a kid. My my dad and my grandpa um, played footy, and I always had a sort of footy in my hands growing up. And uh, yeah, played out at a little club called Knox Eagles with, um, oh, okay. like you mentioned, Andy Carrasso and a, and a few guys and then on to East Burwood and Eastern Rangers and yeah, spent a few years at Carlton and then um, yeah, and I just love love footy, still love footy, still um, you know watch every game on TV and love going down to watch local footy. So um, yeah, a bit of a footy nut, got a little fella now who's three years old and um, he loves kicking the footy, little girl who I'm trying to get into the footy but she's not really <laughs> leaning that way at the moment. So uh, yeah, I don't know, footy's in the blood and, and yeah, just love it.
1: Just have to give her time, I think, more than anything else. You just never know. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you mentioned injuries before. You had your fair share with knee injuries and concussion, etc. I mean, a lot of players are pretty open in the way that they talk about the fact that it still might affect them. Does it still affect you, some of those injuries, or has it sort of gone away That uh, in that respect? Uh,
2: yeah, I've got... Pretty pretty ordinary knees. I've got a staring down at a knee brace I've got on at the moment because I um, yeah, think I'm young and go water skiing after um, yeah about 10 operations whilst playing footy on, on my right knee. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit sort of sore, um, you know, if I try and do too much. But day to day, I'm pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I suppose the, the long-term effects of any hits to the head are, um, uh, are still coming and... Hopefully, um, yeah, I've escaped that a little bit. I've copped a few, but, um, but not as many as some others. So, mm. oh, look, footy, you, well, I think you accept the risk. It's a contact sport. And, um, and, yeah, you sort of accept the risk when you go out there. And thankfully, I'm uh, yeah, getting around most days without, without too much trouble. Now, Brad, I
0: saw a tweet before the Blues game uh, on Thursday that there was an opportunity lost to lift the curse by placing Brad Fisher on the uh, top-up list and medical subbing him to 100 games. <laughs> how, uh, how, how, was it, were you a bit disappointed to finish on 99 and not, not quite reach triple figures, Brad?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, maybe 100 games might have given me a bit of closure. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was also pretty happy um, when my time had come as well. I'd, you get a lot of kicks up the arse when you're a 99-game sort of half board flanker a side, it doesn't win a lot of games, you know, it's not all, um, you know, people think that yeah, you're having a time of your life the whole time, it's not, it's a struggle, and whilst and I loved it and embraced that challenge, uh, yeah, sort of when the, the the weight comes off the shoulders when you're when you, um, no longer required, your services, is no longer required, that was a bit of a relief as well. So yeah, look, one more game would have, um, yeah, would have maybe just given that a little bit of closure on a career, but um, yeah, as, uh, as one of my best mates, uh, Chris Samardis, who, who, you know, was one of the main reasons I went down to Dalston, once said to me, he said, well, the best thing is you won't be considered... You know, one of the worst players to ever play 100 games. So I thought, that was, uh... <laughs> I thought that, that, that was nice. He was always my biggest supporter too. So when he turned on me, I thought, yeah, maybe more time's
1: done. The ship mentioned the great Shane Warne. He scored 99 as his top score, And more people remember that than anyone who scored just a single century. So that's one thing uh, you can look at it in a positive lighter, re- That is
2: spot on. Of, I'll be remembered longer for the, for the 99, yeah. unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, done. it would have been a nice one more. And the phone was going yesterday when the... Uh... When the COVID um, outbreak at Carlton come through, and they saying, oh, he's still a chance for his
0: hundred game," they might get you on the top-up list. So, um, <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm uh, happily done, mate. Happily done. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's Don Bradman like as well. The yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, that's no, Australian yeah. tradition. But yeah. Um, yeah. So you Maybe. mentioned there you made you made the move to Daly in 2013. So it was Chris Samargus that got you down there. What what did he kind of uh, sell you
2: on about about oh. Daly, Brad? Oh yeah, so another the current coach Peter Dunlop—he was probably the—he um, instigated it. So his dad, the Dunlop family is a famous uh, family at Dalston, and his dad's in their team of the century. And so I'd always heard of this footy club, Dalston, growing up. And um, I finished up with Carlton, went and spent a couple of years playing SANFL footy uh, mm-hmm. over in uh, for West Adelaide. Uh, and then when I came back, I was sort of um, yeah a bit unsure. I was a little bit unsure whether I was going to keep playing footy. My knees were sore at the time, and. Uh, yeah, and, and the boys just got into me. At the finals, about eight or nine guys that um, that I went to school with that, it, that Pete Dunlop had dragged down, and then yeah, the other guy you mentioned, Chris Demar, just he married the president's daughter. Um, so <laughs> basically, yeah, it was uh, it was I didn't really have a choice; they they made the decision <laughs> for me, and spent five years there, and, and yeah, really loved it. Yeah, a, a lot of the time when you hear
0: Damo AFL players make their way down to local country clubs, that they. Some of them seem to think they're a little bit above uh, the rest, but I honestly, I have a lot of mates at Daly and didn't hear a bad word about yeah. Brad the whole time he was there and he, uh, nobody would have imagined that he was a 99-game player for the Blues. Brad, what was your approach when you first uh, went down to Daly? Did you, did you try and assimilate yourself in the community as, as much as possible?
2: Yeah, I did. I... Um... It was it was a lot easier before kids and, and you got a bit of time mm. on your hands. So um, yeah, so I, I knew a lot of the boys. I'd been to watch a couple of Dalson games each year for, for a number of years prior to that. And um, yeah, so I sort of took took over a little bit of the Melbourne-based training when, when we'd sort of train up in Melbourne, and then uh, yeah, got down to for all trainings and went to club functions. And my dad, I, I think I played about well, someone told me I played about 92 or 93 games for Dalson. My dad went to every single one and. Um, it was normally the last man in Barfield at the end of the night, so yeah, sort of the family got behind it as well, um, and yeah, it's just I oh, just brilliant people, um, country people, and oh yeah, I was just made feel so uh, made to feel so welcome, and, and certainly treated no differently, and nor should I've been, um, and yeah, it was just a, an environment that I really enjoyed going to. Um, we had a, a great coach when I was playing there in uh, Paul Brosnan, who had a bit of success, and um, yeah, we just had a, a good culture, and and yeah, and so yeah, I just had a good time there, to be honest.
0: And you uh, won the 2015 Premiership after going undefeated during the season and in the grand final against Fish Creek. I reckon you had about 25 intercept marks across (laughs) half-back. Where does the 2015 Premiership, although it's country footy in the Alberton Football Netball League, where does that rank among your football achievements, Brad?
2: Yeah... I don't know who was coaching Fish Creek that day, but I think they should have um, yeah, maybe changed up their game plan a little bit. <laughs> if, uh, if, they, if they weren't hacking it high into me, then they were hacking it high into Brett Thornton, who played at Carlton as well on the other side. So, um, yeah, we, we, look, we had a really good side that year. We were pretty strong. we have been uh, burnt, burnt the year before where we'd lost a, a grand final pretty embarrassingly by about seven or eight goals when we went in favourites. So, um, it was a bit of a sort of point to prove. And, oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's right at the top of my footy highlights. Um, like I said, uh, I, don't get me wrong. I loved playing at a high level, but yeah, you know, I didn't reach any 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 sort of great heights there. I sort of um, yeah battled around and, and enjoyed it. But um, yeah, I, I just loved playing with you know a heap of really good mates at Daly, and yeah, that premiership sits there yeah, just about at the top. And uh, I think I would played in four losing senior grand finals before that one, so it was nice yeah. to um, yeah finally salute and um, yeah and, and we did it uh, yeah pretty easily in the end, which was um, yeah, which was nice.
1: We're speaking with Brad Fisher here on Saturdays in Gippsland. Brad, I've spoken before to a former teammate of yours actually, Heath Scotland at the Blues, who's gone back to local footy and he says it somewhat reinvigorates your enjoyment of the game, reminds you why you got into the game when you make that transition back to local level, to community level. Is that something you found when you left the SANFL and joined a local club?
2: Absolutely. Um, and and you, do, you do sort of, well, the SAFL was a, a little bit like a, a local club as well. Um, a real sort of um, family atmosphere and community feel over there. So that was, that was really sort of refreshing as well uh, to go and spend a couple of years there. And yet it was still, you know, seriously good footy. Um, I, I went there at a time uh, to Adelaide because I thought it was the, the best state competition. I was only 27 and still wanted to play a couple of years of you know challenge myself and play the best footy I could. Uh, but yeah, getting back to, to local footy and especially country footy, um, yeah, reminded you of why you fell in love with the game and um, you know, the, the same people are at the game every single week and the volunteers, people help out. And, well, I was pretty close with the president at the time, Paul Dunlop, and all these people would sort of say, oh, you know, how does that work with him? And he said, they're, they're just volunteers. We don't tell them they've got to be here, they're just here. It's just, um, yeah, an amazing feel and and you can actually get a kick again. So you sort of remind yourself that you, you used to think you could play a bit as a junior, then you find out <laughs> you can't playing at an elite level and then you um, go back to the country footy and you get a few kicks and, and feel good about yourself. Now, Brad, I was watching uh, the
0: famous uh, round 22 maybe game in uh, 2008 when yes. Buddy Franklin kicked his hundredth goal, and Brendan up Fibola, for a thousand. Up for a thousand yeah, this week, he is. Well. Brendan Favola, yeah. you were playing alongside him in the forward line. Uh, Daly also played with another superstar forward who, who booted 100 goals, Michael Kraska. What what was it like uh, playing with, with Kraska, who's one of the uh, one of the biggest names in country footy in in Gippsland? I would
2: have thought. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kraska Kras- Kras was a freak um, not dissimilar to, to Feb just so much confidence in their own ability to kick, kick a goal basically which is uh, just about the most important thing in footy because um, without doing that you're not going to win the game but yeah look Kras was uh, he, he was an unbelievable talent uh, especially the, the sort of early couple of years first couple of years um, you know he took a couple of times he took two of the biggest probably the two biggest marks I've ever seen and they're both on days where he was probably getting beaten by his opponent and he just willed himself through a couple of contests and sat on top of packs and. Uh, in big games, I think we played a couple of grand finals there. He kicked five and six, and just turned up every time you, you needed him to kick a goal or do something he you'd do it. Um, yeah, played for way too many free kicks, big craze. He'd Spent his whole time throwing his arms <laughs> back and carrying on, and the opposition hated him. But that all just made him you know, the, the Kraska legend grow even more. And uh, the more people, the more the opposite team or the crowd got into him. I'm just thinking this is a bit silly because <laughs> he's just going to turn his game on its head, and just about every time he did.
1: Just before we let you go, Brad, uh, I want to ask, what are you up to these days in terms of your football involvement and also work environment? I know you mentioned you've got a family to raise as well. What's keeping you occupied these days?
2: Yeah, so I I, I spent seven years at the uh, AFL Players Association looking after um, transitioning players and retired players, so their whole sort of alumni program, past-player program. I did that for seven years, and I jumped across to um, uh, the Australian Cricketers Association and worked there in cricket office for... Eight or nine months, so I had a couple of really good jobs. But we we relocated down to the Mornington Peninsula where I am now, and I just wanted to um, stay down here basically and not be commuting up every day. So I've um, yeah, I've partnered up with a former teammate um, by the name of Greg Bentley, who played about thirty AFL games with Port Adelaide and Carlton, and he's a builder uh, down here on the Peninsula and captain of Rosebud Footy Club and knows everybody. So yeah, I'm in with him, and we have just got a little um, yeah, sort of residential building company, and we just do sort of new builds and um, renovations and. And things like that. So I, I don't. I travel about five kilometres, is about the sort of max radius in any direction I'm willing to go for work <laughs> now. And, uh, no. and on the tools which surprises many of my mates, um, with my background. But uh, yeah, absolutely love it. And yeah, got a couple of young kids, and um, yeah, been married for seven or eight years. So yeah, life's pretty cruisy. No footy involvement anymore. Um, I spent a couple of years. I was assistant coach of Carlton's AFLW side, which was um, which was awesome. That was under Daniel Harford. Um there's a, a super coach and, and some really good people there. And I really enjoyed that. But, again, once we uh, moved down to Peninsula, it was, uh, yeah, just the commute was going to get me. So, yeah, I'll we'll, we'll, um, yeah, probably sniff around Rosebud Footy Club a little bit and go to a fair few games and a few trainings and that. I've got a few good mates down there. So. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll hook around and, and watch Dalston a bit as well with um, yeah, my mate Pete Dunlop coaching. All right. And I should mention,
1: too, as we let you go... Our mate Sammy Watson here, <laughs> he actually played on you a couple of years ago. You probably won't remember, but you were injured and you he, he still kicked three on him, which mm. probably isn't a good reflection on you, Sam. No, <laughs> it's not. But, who uh, were you we, playing we for,
2: had,
0: Sam? I'm, I'm Killy Bass, mate. We ended up getting the win by about a goal, but yeah, ah. uh, I was... Yep. Uh, Pretty, pretty disappointed to give away three goals, but when you give it up to
2: a, to a former AFL player, you can top that, I reckon. Well, I reckon I remember that. I only played, came back for, I'd had a year and a half off and came back, and then the next week I got absolutely teared up by a young fella who was disciplined and faster than me and stronger, and, and then about midway through the third quarter I picked my hamstring, and that was the last time I was seen on a footy ground. So, um, yeah, I might keep my last goal on you by the sound of it. Probably, mate. Probably.
0: <laughs> Thanks for that. That's a claim to fame for me. But no, thank you very much for coming on the show, Brad. Thanks, boys. Good on you. Brad
1: Fisher night. joining us there, former Carlton player, and of course a man who spent some time in Gippsland at Daliston and was a very good contributor, part of that 2015 premiership site.